What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Omnia Talks. I'm your host, Ryan Munoz, and today I'm coming back with another podcast. Uh, today is June the 29th, uh, 2023. It's a little after 11 a.m. over here on the East Coast. Hopefully everyone's having a great day so far. Um, if you guys are just tuning in for the first time, the only thing I do ask of you guys is to come in with an open mind, an open heart, and the openness to potentially change. If you have been with me for some time, though, I do appreciate you guys coming back and providing me the feedback. Thank you for all the support. Um, it really does mean the world to me. So, as you guys can see with the title of the video, everything is happening simultaneously. Um, in today's podcast, I'm basically going to touch on what's coming uh, within the next two days, uh, a little less than 48 hours now uh, that I'm speaking. Um, what we're going to be talking about, the LIBOR, uh, how LIBOR is moving toward transitioning over to SOFR. Um, we're going to be talking about FedNow, and we're also going to be talking about how Ripple uh, is essentially, you know, in in the background, uh, looming, while this SEC lawsuit case is still pondering uh, and still playing out. But anyways, uh, let's jump right into this video. So there are three major changes, changes happening in the financial system as we speak currently. So we have ISO 20022, uh, and these are global payments, uh, cross-border payments and remittances. We have the Basel 3 and Basel uh, 4 regulations, uh, which is gold-backed reserves. Gold is now entering its Tier 1 asset. Um, and number 3, uh, which we will be seeing tomorrow evening, the end of a LIBOR, uh, and we are transitioning over to SOFOR. Um, this is the end of multiple decades control of debt interest rates. And you think this is not going to crater something on a global scale? How many institutions will make the cut? TikTok. So, these three major uh, events that have been happening for some time since the beginning of this year, um, we've been seeing a transfer, uh, a transition, uh, more or less to say. We've been seeing a transition from our old financial infrastructure and we are moving ways, we are moving past and we are heading into this digital economy, this tokenized economy. And... If you guys are listening to this right now, you are one of very few people that understand what's actually going on. 99.5% uh, of the population have no idea what's going on. And, you know, this is, uh, this is the greatest time to be alive because there are so many opportunities to capitalize on. I mean, we're literally transferring from the old guard to a new guard and blockchain technology is going to be at the heart of this financial system. DLT technology is going to be at the it's going to be at the core of this economy. So, moving into uh what will be happening tomorrow night. Uh I, LIBOR ends, and so for 100% overnight mentioned many times. So, you know, you have to wonder how 
this little transition will affect reserve repo markets. What will next day capital requirements look like when tri uh, trillions in LIBOR contracts expire without having been moved to an alternate system? Overnight, that's that's the plan. That that is the name of the game when we're transitioning from LIBOR to so forth. Um, so why is this happening? So why is LIBOR being replaced in the first place? Um, SOFR is replacing LIBOR in the U.S. According to ICE, uh, banks have been changing uh, the way they transact business. And as a result, LIBOR rates become less reliable benchmark. SOFR is the main replacement for LIBOR in the United States. So if you guys don't know by now, um, or you guys probably don't, because this is relatively new information for myself as well, but if you guys have... Um, some, uh, I guess, educated ed or education about the debt markets, uh, you would know what LIBOR and SOFR are. But for those that don't, uh, the best way to explain this, uh, just getting the definition from Google, LIBOR uh, is the basic rate of interest used in lending between banks on the London inter uh, interbank market and also used as a reference for uh, settling the interest rate on other loans. Meanwhile, we have SOFOR uh, being the secured overnight financing rate. Uh, it is a secured overnight interest rate. SOFOR is a reference rate established as an alternative to LIBOR. LIBOR has been published in a number of currencies and underpins financial contracts all over the world. Now, since we're transitioning from LIBOR to SOFR, how is this going to essentially affect the global economy? So even if you have uh, a fixed rate loan and pay off your credit cards each month, a rising LIBOR will affect you. It makes all loans more expensive, uh, reducing customer demand and slowing economic growth. Companies that can't exp uh, expand won't need to hire. As demand falls, they may even need to lay off workers. The main difference between SOFR and LIBOR is how the rates are produced. While LIBOR is based on a panel bank input, SOFR is a broad measure of the cost of borrowing cash overnight collateral, collateralized uh, by the U.S. Treasury securities in the repurchasing agreement, meaning the repo markets. So now let me paint you this picture. They are transferring all LIBOR debt on June 30th, the day before FedNow goes live. When markets go haywire because the LIBOR transfer goes wrong, guess what they'll say? They'll have ready to save the system. They are diabolical, these people. And that's the thing. You know, we have LIBOR and transferring to SOFOR June 30th. June 1st, or July 1st, uh, the day FedNow goes live or starts transitioning over to uh, the components and, and banks and commercial banks start following uh, in foot of what the Federal Reserve is doing by transferring you know, their payment system over to the FedNow payment system. So... To get you guys uh, with some understanding here, uh, they, they tried this before in the past. They tried this, I believe, in the summer of 2021. Uh, they wanted to transfer, I believe, $80 trillion overnight, um, give or take. 
but it failed and it failed miserably and they gave you know uh, themselves two years to essentially fix this problem and what's been going on in the background is guess what they've been slowly transitioning us into a digital economy you have ISO 20022 that went live um, as of last year and countries all around the, the world are implementing uh, this this remitted service uh, that has to deal with the back-end coding uh, of how money is essentially transferred settled and received um, so we have important dates so we have LIBOR uh, LIBOR is done you know, it, it's there's no more coming back. It, it's being replaced June 30th. Uh, Basel 3 and 4, they're active. ISO 2022, it's active. The last LIBOR contract ends in less than 48 hours. What is this going to do to the global economy? Well, within these contracts, uh, there is $74 trillion maturing just within June. Um, and there's $223 trillion dollars currently in outstanding debt and this is not just coming from myself i'm not just pulling these numbers out of thin air this is coming from the new york federal reserve so it's going to be very interesting what is going to take place because libor ends june 30th fed now is going live and most banks will not open until the 5th of july let's just see what happens you know and that's the thing, you know, we're, we're transitioning over into this new era. You know, we're, we're leaving this old guard behind and we're transitioning to this digital economy. This industrial way of living is over and we're entering this new era, this new digital age. Um, this is the fourth industrial revolution. This is the greatest transfer of wealth the world has ever seen. And it is taking place before not just my eyes, but your eyes and... You may not be aware about it, but this is all happening in real time, you know. Studying this, this information for the past three plus years um, with more and more information coming out on a daily basis, um, you know. There's certain companies, certain, certain um, you know, assets that are going to make it. And we're in the, the battle of litigation right now. You know, we've been in the battle of litigation for quite some time. Um, so all we can do is kind of wait and see what happens. Uh, now, talking about the Federal Reserve and talking about FedNow and what this is basically going to do. Um, FedNow is tran transitioning their old payment system into a new one where you know they're going to have faster payments uh being more efficient having 365 day 24 7 banking uh it's going to be possible with using FedNow. but we also have to look at how there's also three ways fi's uh on board or connect to fed now and this is what is important and this is what is important for so we have financial uh, services and institutions like Volante, ACI, ACI Worldwide, Finastra, CGI and others um, these financial institutions every single one of them they're already fully integrated with RippleNet and Cloud Solutions 
they can essentially source XRP on demand. And Ripple's partner, Volante, powers major custodian bank to successfully complete pilot testing on the federal on, on the FedNow instant payment network. And this news just came out today. So Volante came out today and they said, hey, you know, uh, we had a successful pilot. Uh, we're ready for the go now. We're ready for that switch of the flip, uh, that flip of the switch moment. We're ready for, you know, what's to come with FedNow being active. Um, so this in this example, Finastra connects to FedNow through simple interface. Then FedNow operates uh, the way they have built their system. Other money transmitters can connect to Finastra using the same system. Finastra can use XRP at any time. All they have to do is source it. That's all that is, is being done because Ripple has created a product uh, which is the liquidity hub where you're able to source liquidity within seconds. Um, so that's neat. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, we're, we're less than two days uh, in this countdown uh, to history. We're, we're seeing history play out before our eyes, and the history of FedNow is, is, is going live. You know, there's no stopping this train anymore. Um, they know what's coming. Most of you people have no idea what's coming. Um, but it's, it's here, you know. We have... All of this taking place, we've seen everything that's taken place since March of this year. March, April, May, June, July. And we have much more in store for us for the rest of the year. Um, so I'm pretty excited for what's to come uh, the remainder of the year. Uh, just because I understand that digital assets and, and are going to be here to stay, you know. There's, we're going to see the utility of these products being used in the real world in a very short amount of time. Um, and I just hope that the people that are listening are prepared for what is coming. Because what is coming is a financial tsunami. Um, what is coming is the greatest transfer of wealth. What is coming is seeing the old guard die and seeing a new one flourish. From the ashes of Phoenix rises, and we're gonna see the we're gonna see the ashes of this financial system, and then we'll see a Phoenix uh, being born from the ashes. But where does the money go? That's the thing. Where does the money go when when it collapses? Because money can't just go; it has to get transferred somewhere, and it's gonna get transferred into the new financial system. That's where the money is gonna go. So look at the certain assets that, you know, play play a role, that have a good team. But anyways, we're we're here right now, waiting, eagerly waiting for what is to come in July. Because July is going to bring fireworks, not just for the 4th of July, but for the banking system, for the financial system, for the global economic system financial system. July 1st is the official start date of operating circulators are up 
updated uh, to enable release one. Rail transactions are already processing through the system with Finastra as a soft launch, which was foretold today, this morning. Uh, then July 20th is the magic day. Coinc coincidentally enough, uh, it is also uh, Moon Day, July 20th. So, ha ha ha. That's funny. Uh, what a coincidence that is. Standardized transferred interface. This is on the back end. Uh, funds are sent with a simple pay function, like you would send, uh, like you would see in your own banking app. A report is generated instantly of the successful transfer. Now, what does this mean for, you know, XRP holders um, and people that are somewhat in the know uh, of what's going on, what's been happening? Because you go down Ripple's partners and you see who they're connected to, you see who they're integrated with, then you see which what those companies and financial institutions are integrated with and who they're working with. The picture is painted for yourself. The, the pieces of the puzzle, they all fit because the proof is in the pudding. So what it could mean is an absolute mother of all liquidity crises in overnight markets. And this is what we're... Some people are speculating uh, that is going to happen over this weekend. I mean, they have the time. They have the banks are going to be closed for until July fifth. So, yeah, they they have the time to really, really put put something in the place here. Um, a crisis XRP is specifically designed to alleviate. But you know. All of this is just pure speculation. Again, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. Um, but yeah, XRP was designed for a liquidity event like this. You know, we have 200 plus trillion dollars that is supposedly going to transfer smoothly overnight. I doubt that happens, um, so let's wait and see what happens because, again, we're, we're about 36 hours away from everything taking place. Um, so, again, just be wary. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I mean, we got the smog coming back in the air, so, you know, stay healthy out there. Um, do what you got to do because everything that we're seeing right now is is it's really go time it is it's a season of change right now and you just need to make sure that you know you're physically prepared you're mentally prepared and you're spiritually prepared for what's about to come because we've been in this this chaos for quite some time since 2020 you know it just seems like more and more events just keep happening day by day when will there be an end to this you know, who knows, but there is a lot happening that we don't know. So always expect the unexpected. And with that, I hope you guys got something from this podcast today. Uh, if you guys do have any questions about anything, uh, feel free to contact me. Uh, you can always contact me uh, via email. And my email is contact at omniaglobalservices.com. Um, so yeah, I do appreciate you guys coming in, tuning in today. Um, keep your eyes open for what's to come because this whole entire financial system is changing before our eyes. Um, 
London is ready, folks. London is ready. As they also just announced today that crypto and digital assets, uh, they have regulation uh, framework in place. And, you know, it's going to start in the east and it's going to be over here soon enough in the west here being America. Uh, because America is not getting left behind. Anyways, guys, hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. And, uh, yeah, I will catch you guys on the next one. I will be back tomorrow um, with another one. Stay tuned. Take care.